0: Hey, welcome back! Today we are going to talk about what is a sales funnel. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever.
1: The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time?
0: join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jessie Viee
1: and I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast.
0: Hey, all, welcome back. Today we wanted to talk about what is a sales funnel. We feel like sales funnel is a buzzword in the marketing space or in the online world space and You know, especially when you're starting out, it's one of those words that I feel like you don't actually want to ask somebody what it means because you don't want to sound stupid, but it's everywhere. And so today, (laughs) Angela and I thought we would tackle sales funnels and describe them a little more, especially for those of you who don't know what a sales funnel is. And then for those of you who do know what sales funnels are, we thought maybe we could help chat through what type of sales funnel might be best for your business and uh, get the wheels turning so you can turn those leads into customers.
1: Yeah. I remember when I first learned about sales funnels, all of the sales funnels that I learned about were for products, um, which if you have a product, if you're somebody who sells products, sales funnels, awesome. Um, But as a service provider, I was like, I don't understand how to make this work. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: And I think that's a, a common misconception that people have is that sales funnels only work for XYZ business. But the truth is there's not one type of sales funnel. There's a bajillion and you can for sure find one that works for your business. So before we go any further, let's define sales funnel. Um, And I'm going to do this off the cuff so it's very real. and, And this is a conversation between me and Angela, right? Like this is not like a hard set in stone definition. This is just how I'm going to describe it to you. So to me, a sales funnel is a customer journey. It's the path you take someone down from lead to customer and beyond. So a lot of times people will ask, well, what's the difference between like a sales funnel and a website? Because they're both made up of web pages. And to me, it's like, okay, well... For a website, someone goes to your website and there's all the links, right? You've got the menu bar at the top and they can click around and they can go to your about page and your contact page and maybe your blog and and all the things, right? But with a sales funnel, it's very stripped down. When you land on that first page, like there's only one thing you can do and whether that's Give your email address to opt in for something free or register for something or to buy something. There's only one thing you can do. So a sales funnel is very tailored down and specific to the person landing on the page. They can only do one thing. There's no squirrel syndrome or shiny object syndrome. They can only do one thing. So you are literally taking them by the hand and guiding them and saying, do this first. Look at this next, go here next, and taking them step by step by step through the process without them being able to be distracted by, oh, you have a you have an email opt-in over here on the sidebar? Oh, that freebie looks cool. Let me do that. Oh, I forgot. I was reading a blog post and now I have to go back, but I don't know oh, where to go, to go back. Oh, I have to go check out your Instagram. Oh, I've <laughs> got to go check out your Instagram because you have the feed at the bottom and that picture
1: is really cool. Mm-hmm. And, and then I forget what I was doing. Yep. Oh, I finally get to use my awesome analogy. Ooh. So if anybody is familiar with the store IKEA, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: so when you go into an IKEA, it's a furniture store for anyone who's not familiar. I know they're not everywhere yet. Um, when you go in, instead of just being an open store that you can wander around, there's a very specific Path that is laid out. You can't, like, oh, I want to go to kitchen stuff. So I'm going to go straight to kitchen stuff. Like, you have to go through the bedroom stuff and then the bathroom stuff and then the living room stuff to get to the kitchen stuff. It's very prescribed and very one step after another. You can't just wander freely around the store. And that's what sales funnels are it's a very prescribed path for your potential buyer to go down to see things in a certain order to entice them to buy or to let them know more about you or to encourage them to sign up for your email list.
0: Right. And so one thing you also said right there, Angela, was a potential buyer. So for the most part, sales funnels are built for potential customers. They're they're built for leads that you hope to become customers because they don't know a lot about your world. And so when they enter it, they're really they don't know where to go first. So the sales funnel is what's going to lead them down that path so that they don't have to wonder where to go. Now, if you have let's say and now I'm going to start getting into some examples, an e-commerce store and you have a lot of products, you might be like, "Okay, but I I just want them to see all the things and pick what they want. That's really cool for existing customers, people who already know you, people who already like you, and they kind of know what you offer and they're just coming back for more. That's when you can, that's when having an actual quote unquote website is very handy. Having that shop, having that store, having, having that website where they can click around themselves because they're more self-sufficient because they kind of know what's going on already. Sales funnels are more geared for the newbie who's just new to your world, and they're not ready for everything. They're not ready for the whole store to just be smacked in their face and, and get them, you know, getting the overwhelm. They just want a tiny taste to get into your world, and then you can give them the whole cookie. So I kind of feel like, but, but at the same time, sales funnels can work very well for existing customers too later on. But the difference is that sales funnels are more, if you're like a a newbie, a lead, sales funnels are are what's for you. If you're an existing customer, it could be the sales funnel or the whole website.
1: That's kind of the difference Sales funnels are really good for like one particular thing. If you have, if you want a potential buyer or even a returning buyer to focus on one particular product or service, a sales funnel is a great way to go because they're less likely to get distracted and wander off.
0: Right. Okay. So now that we've talked a little bit about sales funnels in the generic, let's let's talk about some specific sales funnels because there are a lot of different types. And I think this gets a lot of people hung up because they see someone who's talking about their sales funnel in their business. And then you're over here like, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> like- Because, well, you have a different business. (laughs) Of course, it's not going to work for you. And that's the thing also is that you think if somebody's talking about their sales funnel, you think that that's all a sales funnel is. You don't realize that sales funnels are kind of like building blocks, Mm -hmm. right? Like you have a whole bunch of pieces in front of you and you get to put them in the order that works best for your business. But that order is going to be different than the person next to you. And that's okay. That's how we kind of build different types of sales funnels because there are a lot. So many kinds. Right. So let's let's give an example. Let's say you are, we'll just go with the e-commerce store to begin with. And you want people to come into your store, right? So one of the things that you might think about is, okay, well, what's my most popular product? something I think a lot of people are going to like. So you can create a sales funnel from that most popular product. So the first thing you do is you create a page that sells that um that sells that product, your most popular product. And then when they submit and get to the next page, what do you want them to do next? Right? This is the Beauty, this is when the magic of sales funnels kick in it's not just about that first page. I mean, your sales funnel could end there, and then on the thank you page, you tell them something like, "Go to your email for confirmation whatever that that could be your the end of your sales funnel. but if you're smart about it and you want to increase the cart value, you can add more on the back end and that's something websites just don't do, yep, so So next, you might say, you know what? You just got this awesome product. They make great gifts. How about you add three more to your cart for Christmas time? And then if people, you know, not everybody's going to click yes, but some will. And so that right there lifts up. So someone that would have just bought one is now buying four. And then you can you you can go on and offer them more things, or you can just kind of end from there. You don't want to overwhelm people with too many steps after their initial purchase that you know because then they'll just be like, it just goes on and on and on, and I can never get to the confirmation page. <laughs> so I would say that you can have the gener the, the general rule of thumb is no more than two upsells, yep. right so then after that, you might say, "You just got this product." Maybe you're interested in this one that's very similar, but complements it. Okay, and then after that, make sure you get to the thank you page. So that's an example. Well, I, I can't even say that stops because a lot of people think that sales, well, different people have different definitions of sales funnels. Some people say that it's just that right there, the web pages. And then some people say, you know what? A sales funnel is the entire journey. So it includes the advertising on the front end and includes all the email sequences on the back end. Because think about it, your journey doesn't end there. Now I'm going to start sending you emails. And if I'm smart about it, in those emails, I'm going to get you to know, like, and trust me. I'm going to talk about some of the other things I offer and have links to maybe some other sales funnels or just to my shop, right? So because we're talking about e-commerce right now. So think about your sales funnel as not just the few web pages in a row, think about it in the whole thing. And Angela's watching me on the screen right now. And like, I'm making these grand hand gestures. Big hand cause, gestures. Because like I talk with my hands and I'm over here like, not this little thing, but this big thing. Just imagine
1: me pulling out my arms like, because well, only Angela can see me right now. Well, and you make a good point too. And that was one thing that I was confused about when I first started learning about sales funnels Is that sales funnels, there's no set number of pages a sales funnel has to have. It can be, you know, one of the, hey, sign up for this free thing. And then when you sign up, it says, hey, like, do you want this little product? And then that's it. Or it can be several pages long that has a few upsells and some order bumps and different things like that. So there's no particular like this is exactly what a sales funnel is it has this number of pages and each page does this thing and when you hear people talk about sales funnels a lot of times they talk about it like it's that like it's this very specific thing that does a certain thing with a certain number of pages and it's it's not
0: (laughs) yeah okay so let's talk about another example maybe something different um Maybe something that doesn't sell something, and I'm gonna put Angela on the spot because I did the last oh. one, so you come up oh. with the next
1: one okay, um something that doesn't sell something that would be something like uh like a lead funnel mm-hmm. so if you are this works for services or products, so whatever you sell um with a lead funnel, you're starting out with a way to get someone's email because the end goal of the funnel is to sell something. But to do that, you need to get someone's email. So that's something like if someone lands on your e-commerce store, you might have a little pop-up that says, if you want 10% off, like put your email here. And then they put their email in and you email them a little discount for 10% off. So you get their email, they get a discount. And then that also kind of encourages them to go back and buy something because now they have a discount. But even if they don't ever use that discount, you still have that email that you can go on, like Jesse said, send more emails, build that no like, and trust factor. Let them get to know you, learn about other products in your store. A lot of times with the email opt-ins, you see it as like a trade. So like you give me your email, I give you this freebie, or I give you a discount or an audio or whatever in exchange for your email. And then you can continue to build that relationship with them. And a lot of times um, you'll see on the back end of that, like, on the thank you page or confirmation page it'll be like hey you know thanks for your email I thought you might like this seven dollar thing or this fourteen dollar thing just to kind of like Jesse said some people will be like no thanks I just wanted the free thing but some people will go ahead and buy that smaller priced item and that sort of also builds that relationship as well yeah Another example that I've seen a lot
0: is the webinar funnel. So for something like this, what it is is you have maybe maybe you're a course creator, an info product seller, and you have this course that's um, let's say, let's say $1,000 dollars. it's 997. And you want you feel like you have to talk to people a little bit. Before they're just gonna drop $1,000 on your program. But depending on who your audience is, that's a lot of money, right? So you create this web class or webinar or masterclass or whatever you wanna call it. <laughs> it, goes by a lot of names. And basically, it's this free web class where people can register. So, this is the first part of your funnel, right? They come in well, whether it's advertising or just by hearing about it, they hit the first page which asks for the for their email address so that they can register and then when the if it's a live webinar the day it comes, you go live and you talk to these people, right? You go through your webinar presentation or your web class. Uh, You answer their questions along the way. And at the very end, you pitch your program. It's like a, here's a whole bunch of value. I hope you learned something. If you want more, if you're ready for the next step, can I talk to you about this program for a minute? And then you talk about your program. And then from there, it doesn't end, right? Because from there, you give them a link where they can go buy the program. And then for those people who didn't show up, you're sending the replay link to the webinar. And then for everyone, you're sending a follow up series saying, Don't forget. Normally, there's a cart close, right? Like, yeah, this offer is only good for the next few days. So then you're sending emails about, Don't forget. And, you know, whatever, Sunday night at midnight, don't forget. This is your last chance. Hey, whether it's the program's going to close, whether it's the price is going to go up, what, however, you have your program structured. I've seen it done both ways. Um, you, you go ahead and, and run it like that. Right. So that all started not with a sale, but with an email address. And that's one of the most popular ones as well. Although I will say from, from the perspective of Angela and I being in the thick of modern day marketing. Yep. Webinar funnel advertising is very expensive right now. Yeah. So a lot of people are trying to either find different ways that do not include webinars or they're trying to do something different to where they get people into the world on something that's a little cheaper on advertising, like a freebie. And then in the email sequence is when they promote their webinar. And so all they're doing is tacking on a little, some extra, like a little mini sales funnel on the front end to get to the main one. So you have to get creative sometimes. And I think that's where people get stuck because they're like, but this is how it's supposed to look okay, but if you're running advertising and it's really, really, really expensive, think about a new way. Become a problem solver. Sales funnels don't have to look a certain way. You need it to work for you.
1: Yeah, and I will say, like I am not a marketer that's way more Jesse's wheelhouse than my wheelhouse. I just build the things. Um, But in my experience of building all kinds of different sales funnels for all kinds of different industries, um, my experience is that There is no right way. (laughs) There is no, this is the way it's done. Oh, no, no, no. The right way is the way that makes you money. (laughs) There you go. There you go. There is no one right way, I guess I should say. There is no no one right way. Um, There you go. (laughs) And beware of anyone that tells you there is. (laughs) Yes. So that
0: also brings a good point where a lot of people can get very frustrated, which is I was talking to person A. And they told me to use this kind of sales funnel for my business. But then I went over here and was telling person B about what person A said. And they're like, no, 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 no. You need to do it this way. Truth is they could both be right. Both Mm -hmm. could work for your business. And I know it's a lot of work. But the best thing you could do is do both. Test it. Let your specific market tell you how they prefer to be marketed to. Mm -hmm. So like some people enjoy freebies on the front end. And some people just want the sale. So this brings me to another great example. And again, I'm going to give you guys some marketing tips that are working in the world today. When I was first starting out, people said there there was this one type of sales funnel where you would have a freebie on the front end. So it's something free for people to come in, give you their email address. Then on the thank you page, they'd say at the top, like, you know, awesome. Thank you. Congratulations. Before you get XYZ thing, or it's on its way to your inbox, but before you head over there, check out this special offer. And then it would be like a $7 mm-hmm. offer, something very small, a $7, 17 $27, $37 even, like a very small offer, something less than $50. And then after they purchase that, then there'd be like maybe something bigger, like maybe a 97 or a 197 and then you'd get to the thank you page to get that original free thing that you wanted, right? Well, people were finding that they had just as much, if not more, success selling by running advertising, skipping over the freebie, and going straight to the first $7 offer. So after that, people, people, like, people like, and by people just in general, like the path of least resistance, right? So by adding that freebie on the front, it was adding yet another step in the whole funnel. So you'd have more people falling off. But by getting rid of the freebie and just sending advertising straight to the $7 offer, not only did it work just as well or even better, but also you gained a list of absolute qualified buyers because they already bought a product. The first sale is the hardest. And so anything after that is just icing on the cake. So I mean, look at me. I'm getting all giddy and talking marketing. I could totally do this all day. But my point is, it's okay to do things differently. It's yep. okay to try something and realize something else works better. Mm-hmm. I mean, for those people that had that freebie on the front end, it doesn't mean it's trash. They can just go use it somewhere else, repurpose it somewhere else. It just doesn't
1: belong right there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And there's, sales funnels are much like websites in that you can get really obsessed with the tiny details of like, the buttons have to be a certain color or the font has to be a certain size, or you have to have these certain kinds of images. And like, as with websites, done is better than perfect. Because once you get it going, you can always go back and like, change the font size or change the button color or whatever. Um, But if you're constantly messing with it and you never put it out there, it's never going to make you money.
0: Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, <laughs> Angela and I recently just published our Marketing Moms Balance Bundle that goes along with our, our Marketing Moms book. And we shot it out there, done. Right. I was just telling Angela, I'd like to add a cover. You know, I think Mm -hmm. a cover would be nice. And maybe by the time you're listening to this, we've added the cover. We might have a cover, (laughs) but maybe we haven't. And the point is, is that we got it out there even when it wasn't perfect, but we can go back later and make those small edits to make it more to our standards. Right. So just get something out there and start testing the market and see the feedback they give you. Yes. So just don't be afraid to just try something and fail. Because that's the thing is that a lot of people think their first like sales funnel is going to be a winner. And the truth is, is you probably are going to have to try multiple sales funnels. I know it's, it's painful to hear. It's so but, hard. But you're going to have to try multiple times before you hit that
1: jackpot winner. And the better you know your audience and your customers, the more likely you are that your first try is going to be a little more successful. Mm-hmm. For sure. And also, if you'd like to see our example of a sales funnel, please feel free to go buy our bundle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if if you
0: want to grab our book or our bundle, just head on over to marketingmomsbook.com. And one other thing is that recently Angela and I were invited to speak at the Yay. Geekapalooza or Geek Packs, <laughs> Geekapalooza, because we are such geeks, summit event. It's a free week-long event. And it's all about marketing for, I mean, I would say mostly sales, you know, service providers. Mm -hmm. Um, And Angela and I were asked to speak on the topic of sales funnels. And we chose a very specific sales funnel to talk about for service providers specifically. So, but that's not all the events about, right? We've got people talking about copywriting and creating offers and pricing and mindset yeah. and all the things. So if this is something that so interests many you, I know I'm really excited to hear from a lot of the speakers. If you're interested in this, it is October 18th through the 22nd, and you can head on over to marketingmomspodcast.com forward slash geek to sign up for free and learn along with us. I'm so excited that we were invited to be a part of this.
1: So today's challenge is to look at your offers. Think about what path you want your potential customers or clients to take and how you might be able to put that into something like a sales funnel to sort of automate that path for yourself. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored. This is where you chose to spend your time.
0: If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together.
1: And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't
0: forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book now available on Amazon.